0: to someone who, you know, believes they're going to be financially independent in their, you know, 30s, maybe early 40s or something like that. How would you recommend that they take advantage of some of the tax benefits that you can do when it comes to retirement, but but still setting themselves up in a way where they'll still be able to leverage this capital so it's not tied up until, you know, until age 59 and a half, right? Because they're gonna be financially independent long before then. Now, naturally, we're still gonna need access to capital and resources during those years, but just giving more flexibility while still being able to take advantage of some of the tax benefits uh, you know, that retirement accounts and things present. Welcome to The Uncensored Show with your host, George Achenpaul, where we share the mindset, tips, tools, strategies, and stories on how to use your money to do more of what you love and what you were called to do. Money is like gas on a road trip. Sure, you need it to get where you're going, but you're not going on a tour of gas stations. Money fuels your journey. The question is, what's yours? Live life uncensored. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Podcast with George and Jacqueline. And today, we got a special guest. We got the tax planning guru himself. I'm sure you've seen him on your timeline, or the Shade Room, or Hollywood Unlocked, or somewhere because he's popping up everywhere. I was just talking about that offline before we hopped on. But with no further ado, Michelle, how you doing, man?
1: Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure, pleasure being on here. I'm definitely honored to to be part of it. But I'm good. Awesome,
2: awesome. Good, Mitch. We're so excited to have you. You know. Me- me and you go way back, like like three years way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we did that first panel together. So uh Mitch and I sat on a panel. What were we talking about? I think we were just talking about overall financial health.
1: Yeah, we're talking about financial wellness and literacy with our with our boy Andre. And yeah, I was I was really impressed by you because you were just going in on like the financial and tips as far as like how to invest your money, putting away your money and all the financial literacy stuff that financial literacy stuff that that's important. So yeah. And ever since then, yeah, we just kind of stayed in touch. You've been growing a lot. I've been growing a lot. So we just it's so dope to to kind of see, you know, where we're at today and, you know, how it just just keeps going.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the feeling is mutual. Otherwise, we wouldn't have kept in touch. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so tell us who is Mitch. Let's let the people know who you are, what you're all about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Michelle Valbrun. I'm a certified public accountant, tax strategist, award winning author of the book Prolific Profit how successful businesses maximize profits and dominate the market, actually inspired by the late and great Nipsey Hussle. And, you know, to to sum up what I do, I pretty much help, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, investors save $10,000 to $100,000 in taxes legally and ethically using proactive tax strategies and tips. I also go by Money Making Mitch. So if you have a problem saying Michelle, you know, I also go by Money Making Mitch as well. And, you know, I just talk all (laughs) things money, so if you if you if you want to learn more about money, especially from a tax perspective, you know that's what I'm about.
0: You know, the Fool is one of my all-time favorite movies.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> right here,
0: making it. Now I love it, man. So so where does your passion for for tax planning come from, right? Like so, you know, because a lot of people don't like taxes, they don't like the IRS, they don't like accounting. Like a lot of times they get a bad rep. Like account, accountants are boring, but you're, you're rapping and on stage, so you're obviously not the <laughs> accountant, right. So, like, <laughs> yeah. How did you, you get this passion for for tax planning and all things accounting.
1: You know, it's it's interesting, kind of evolved over like several periods and several years. So, you know, when my parents actually, they, they came from Haiti and they came to United States to give, you know, my, my family, my sisters, you know, a better opportunity here in the United States and actually own a tax practice uh, in Miami. So I was kind of exposed to the tax world. My mom was always doing tax prep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always knew because of that, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So as I was going to school, And when I was in undergrad, I had a professor that said that, you know, accounting is the language of business. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, you got to you got to understand accounting. So I was like, all right, bet. let me get into accounting, understand it, kind of learn it. And, you know, as I was going through the accounting program, you know, I was learning some good information. And, you know, I I, I was trying to figure out, okay, where do I want to be as far as this accounting thing? Because there's so many ways you can go. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. You know, just like that all CPAs don't necessarily do the same thing. And an experience that I had, you know, while I was studying to become a CPA was I volunteered for this organization called VITA. And it's pretty much this this organization and this nonprofit where you could do they you could do tax prep for lower income individuals. So I think if you make less than 50,000 or whatever the case was that year, you can go ahead and get your taxes done for free. So, you know, I'm working and I'm doing through. Going through this program, and I'm working with a couple. And once I get through their tax return, they ask me, It's like, well, you know, it's cool. You know, I appreciate you doing the tax prep, but like, how can we save money on taxes? Mm -hmm. And I froze. (laughs) Like, I did not know what to say. It was really awkward. And even though it was free, you know, I felt. I felt, you know, I kind of felt like I felt like a fraud. You know, honestly, I had some like it was it was really embarrassing because here I am, you know, I'm going to helping these people with their taxes. And I'm going to like, you know, the top accounting university in the country as it relates to accounting. And I still don't know how to save and help people save money on taxes proactively. So, you know, since that experience, I've been like really diving in, investing in myself, like literally spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, working with like the top tax experts in the world, attorneys, and just really studying and really soaking up the game and just really wanted to, you know, make sure that I was the best that I can be as it relates to helping people proactively save money on taxes.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a good point, man. That's a perfect price segue into the extension of what you said you're gonna elaborate on. So, you know, one of the things I think that the financial services industry as a whole does not do the greatest job about is letting the public know exactly who does what, right? So on our side of the house, like, you know, Jacqueline has the gold standard, certified financial planner, right? But like, you know, there's so many different things. There's, you know, insurance agents who people think are financial advisors. There's, you know, all these other designations. And then, but when you go think about the medical field, it's like, you know, a heart surgeon is a heart surgeon. Nobody does, right? You know, or he or she does. You know what a neurosurgeon does. Like, so you know exactly what they do and what their expertise are. But in the personal, not personal finance, but the financial services industry, it's not as clear. So even in your, on your side of the house, right? You have, you know, accountants and tax preparers. And like, so just break down for us, like what are the differences, right? Because I know you, I've, I've heard you break it down before. I think yeah. it would be really good for our listeners to understand. It's when they're seeking out guidance, they understand who they need to be looking for, for their needs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, to your point, it, it goes even deeper in the it, in the accounting world. And I like to say, you know, like Meek Mill, I'm a huge hip hop fan, so I'm probably going to use a lot of hip hop quotes during this segment. But, you know, Meek Mill said there's levels to this, you know what I mean? So as it relates to accounting, as it relates to taxes, I'm going to kind of keep the conversation focused around tax planning. But, I have, and I also like to use a lot of acronyms too, because when I was studying for the CPA and just going through the accounting program, there's a ton of things we have to memorize. So the acronym for this is Tax Elite, all right? So the Elites stands for the different kind of individuals that you need to work with. we actually taking a step back. So as it relates to accounting and taxes, we have tax preparers, all right? So tax preparers are gonna be those individuals that go ahead and do your taxes. Maybe they work at an H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, maybe their mom and pop shop. My parents were tax preparers basically all they do is they they go ahead and do your taxes for you. You don't necessarily need to get a degree or anything in order to do that. All you really need is a P-10, which is just a a prepare tax identification number from the IRS. And literally tomorrow, guys, if you wanted to go on Instagram and say, yo, I'm preparing taxes, you know what I mean? There's nothing stopping you all from being being out here claiming that you're a tax preparer, right? Because there's no rules or regulations around that. And then above that, You know, we have what are called enrolled agents and an enrolled agent is an individual who went through a three part exam with the IRS. They're very proficient as it relates to taxes. They, they understand the tax law very well. And I work with EAs. EAs are, are great, very techni- t- technically proficient as it relates to taxes. And then to be an EA, you don't necessarily need agree to get that either. So you to be an EA, it's a three-part exam. You go through it. You could probably be an EA within a year or two. So that's the EAs. And then on top of that, you have CPAs. So CPAs, in order to be a CPA, you need 150 credit hours, so which is the equivalent of a bachelor's and a master's you would have to work under a CPA for a year, you have to pass a four part exam, which less than 50% of people pass. And there's just a lot, a lot that goes into becoming a CPA. And the reason why I had the CPA hire is because of that that level of effort like you can't just wake up tomorrow and say you're a CPA like there's a whole the the quickest you could probably do is like in 5 years maybe 4 years if you're really pushing it but like there's there's a whole process and they have a very comprehensive view on accounting and business right so they may not have extremely deep tax knowledge but and I'm going to get into why that's important but they do have a general overall view of accounting they understand accounting and it's good for you as a business owner because you don't want someone just that, that understands the tax returns but also just has a broader view and a bigger picture of accounting and then and even that's not enough right because as someone who's a cpa himself i'm a cpa and i could tell you that in order for me to be able to acquire the knowledge that i had i had to go through a lot of training a lot of education so i have what i call the tax elite So this is kind of what you need to look at when you're looking to hire someone to help you with tax planning, possibly even doing a tax prep. If you have a very complex business situation, that tax elite is the first part of that is E. So we talked about education, making sure that you work with someone that went to school for it not saying that college is everything. Honestly, I think college is probably gonna be over and done with by the time our children get in there. But you wanna make sure you work with someone, I personally believe that has went to school, that actually cares instead of someone who's trying to have a side hustle and trying to make some quick money during tax season. The next part of that is legal representation. So you wanna work with someone that can provide legal representation in the event that you get audited. So a CPA, an EA, a tax attorney, those individuals could represent you in front of the IRS in the event that you get audited. The The third part of that is is the i so it's the it's a two-part i so it's in it's a uh, intangible well non-tangible it is integrity so you want to make sure that you're working with someone that can help you save money on taxes legally and ethically. You know, I think that's extremely important because there's just so much out there as it relates to taxes. And there's no reason to cut corners and do anything illegal in order to save money on taxes. There's over 70,000 pages in the tax code. I would say like 70% of it, if not more, is actually talking about how you can save money on taxes. Like there's a small section that says, this is everything that's related to income. These are all the other ways that you don't have to pay on this income. So that is the I. And the other part of that I is an investment so making sure that you're working with someone that's going to provide an roi for you when someone's doing tax prep for you it's not really an roi it's, it's just it's compliance work you pay for it it's a cost it doesn't do much for you but with tax planning that is providing an immediate roi so whatever the investment it is on that tax plan if someone could save you 10 20 30 fifty thousand dollars which is what i do for my clients every day all day and then that's an immediate roi for you and your business and that really makes a difference because it's not how much you earn it's what you keep the T is going to be training. So someone constantly training and getting educated on the tax the tax field. So as a CPM required to have continuing professional education credits, I'm sure you, you all are as well with your respective fields. And the last part of that is e so experience? So how much experience does an individual have? When I say experience, I mean like years in the industry, the type of clients, the potentially even like the volume of of revenue, whatever the case is. So those are the kind of things that you want to consider. I know that was like a super long-winded answer, but that's that's kind of how I see things.
0: No, that's helpful. Thank you. Thank you for breaking that down for sure. Of course. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Well, let's dive into the big money energy moment.
0: Also, you just sound like you had too much energy though. I need some. Yeah, some so big, I need I was
1: about to jump and say big.
2: Money energy. Let's right. go. Give, give us yes. some BME. <laughs> well, George, you're supposed to cue that up. So you're right,
0: you're right. All right. My, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pass, pass the blame. All right. It's now time for our big money energy moment of the day. Jacqueline, what you got for us?
2: George, cue it up. Come on. All right. Let the people yeah. know what's the big money energy moment? It's where we take a moment to highlight what's going on in the world for the culture, something that has to do with money, right? So this is a perfect topic for having Mitch on because Mitch just said he's going to have a lot of references to the hip hop industry. So today we're actually going to highlight the fact that Jay-Z and Roc Nation just launched the largest cannabis company in California. None of us are located in California or in a state where cannabis is legal. But how do you guys feel about that?
0: I mean, you know, shout out Hov, man. Like Hov just continues to make moves. He's a chess player when it comes to business. Like dude's a beast, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, just shout out Hov. I mean, I, I, I'm always in awe of the, the moves he makes when it comes to business. So I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's huge. I mean, I know using a, a Hov quote, you know, he said, we're going to reach a Billy first. He hit that Billy, surpassed the Billy, and he's not stopping. He just keeps going. He's in the cannabis industry now, so it's just like it's just gonna keep going. We know there's a lot of growth opportunity there um, from a tax perspective. I would say I know the IRS is actually looking to start doing more audits around people in the cannabis industry, but I'm sure he, you know, he has he has his team and everyone around him making sure that he's good. Another whole quote he said: uh, "Who deserves the medal of freedom is my accountant." iris should have had the ta- iris should have should have the townhouses surrounded so you know i know he's tight i know his, his his accounting stuff is tight work
0: yeah i remember that i remember that bar what song was that
1: again uh truck dealers anonymous push your it yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> well i'm i'm from california so i'm used to the like cannabis conversation mm-hmm. uh, my family actually has a vape shop over there now so they're very nice. much involved in that um so you know we highlight jay and beyonce on here all the time like they're just doing great things like they're just leading the charge for us so it's it's exciting to to highlight what they're doing so let's circle back to what you're doing mitch and as we know biden just came in he's our new president and anytime we get a new president we're looking at uh you know potential tax changes so How do you feel about what is coming with the Biden administration?
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of things coming down with with the new president, uh, President Biden. So, you know, he's looking to he's looking to make some big changes as it relates to taxes. He wants to increase tax revenue between four to excuse me, between two to four trillion over the next 10 years. And really, his main focus on doing that is increasing the taxes as much as he can on individuals making more than 400000. So with that, he is cracking down and increasing some of the federal tax rates. He's eliminating some of the different tax benefits that are out there for real estate investors and some business owners. He's increasing the corporate tax rate he's doing a ton of things as it relates to taxes and you know he's they're also saying that they're going to use some of that money obviously to to help lower income individuals there's also some great incentives too so they're bringing back some of the housing incentives they're looking to increase some retirement benefits as well so you you all know like when you make a contribution to retirement you get that uh whatever you contribute that is going to be based on the deduction or the savings is going to be based on your your marginal tax rate. He's just looking to do that like a flat 20%. So that could be beneficial for individuals who are under that 20% tax bracket. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's it's good. It's going to bring up a lot of change. I think, you know, personally for selfish reasons it's going to be good for me because a whole bunch of people are going to be panicking, trying to get some tax planning done. And, you know, really, I don't think there's anything to be worried about. Even if you make more than 400,000, it's just being proactive, being aware of what's coming down the line and then working with a professional to, you know, figure out how to legally and ethically, you know,
0: minimize your tax liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what he's really saying is don't go, don't go get pooky in them to try to go with your <laughs> taxes. Right. I know, I know, I know they I know they you know they saw something on Instagram and you think they think they are ready but that's not what you want that's not right what you
1: want. <laughs> exactly no um, he's, he's really trying to tighten up on that so yeah and I mean it makes sense too I mean I was I even knew this was going to happen because all the stimulus money that that they're pumping out you know it's not coming from air you know I and mean? well, well it kind of is but then they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna to have to get that back somehow. So, like, the deficit is ridiculous. No one, I don't even think anyone. They're not. They're not even looking at it. They're just, you know, printing out the money. They did another round. So, you know, those regard
0: for monetary policy. Just yeah. QE, QE, <laughs> yeah. Um, cool, man. So, you know. For couples getting married, you know, what are their 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 ta- What are their options when it comes to filing taxes, right? Do you recommend that they need to file jointly or, you know, how, how do you typically advise people who are married, right? Like, because I know there's a different dynamics there. I'm just curious, like, what your thought process is.
1: Yeah, generally speaking, it usually makes sense for married couples to file jointly. The reason why that is, is the government actually prefers you to do that because, because it probably, honestly, it's probably just because it's simpler for them to, to manage and it's less paperwork for them. And then they also allow you to have more tax credits as well. So if you do tend, if you happen to file separately or head of household, you lose some of those tax benefits that you get when you file jointly. So more, I would say more, more cases than not, it makes sense to file jointly. If you wanted to do separately, there's rare cases where that makes sense. One potential situation is, let's say you, one of your uh, a spouse or your significant other had huge or significant medical expenses. And with medical expenses, you can only deduct up to a certain amount as part of your adjusted gross income. So with that, if you did it separately, that one spouse who had the significant medical expenses could be able to take advantage of some more tax savings in that way. And then also to have seen people do it to where maybe another spouse or significant other owes a lot of money on back taxes. So they try to file jointly, but there is an option to do what's called the injured spouse or innocent spouse. And that can um, allow or not have your your spouse be responsible for the whatever tax liability, past tax liabilities that you have. Dope, dope. Now, thank you for that insight. Yeah, of course.
2: Do you know anything about a statute of limitations when it comes to the IRS getting their money back?
1: Yeah. So typically with the statute of limitations, if one, if you do something illegal, then they can go back forever. Right. So that's, that's number one on that. And then really, yeah, they're looking at, as far as you being able to go back and do a return, they're really looking at, you know, three years on that where you can do that. You know, they they have, they can if they wanted to go back five years, but typically they're they're staying within that that three year range. But I think once you pass that five year and you did everything legally and ethically, didn't do anything shady, then you know, you can kind of feel a little bit more relaxed. But I do recommend people keep their their tax documents even longer than that. But I would say, you know, good. I would say a, a reasonable range is that five year, five year mark. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so so obviously Jacqueline and I are financial advisors, right? And so people come to us primarily for investment strategies and retirement and financial independence, or as Jacqueline likes to put it, um, planning for those things. So when it comes to tax planning, right, are there any like go-to recommendations that you have that involve, uh, like retirement and investing as a way to offset tax liability?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things with that. So one, as relates to taxes. We talked about this a little bit. So the tax code is incentivizes people to become business owners and investors. So, you know, putting money away into a retirement account is a form of investing. So actually retirement saving is actually a significant tax benefit. So, you know, as a, as an individual, even as a self-employed individual, you could contribute into a a traditional 401k. You can contribute up to 19,500 as a single filer that Pretty much comes as a tax deduction for you. And you know, you would only be taxed on it once you, once you retire. So that, that's one significant benefit of contributing to a retirement account. There's another one call, out there called a self-directed IRA. So the IRA, is an individual retirement account. You can go ahead and set that up with your financial advisor. You can contribute up to, I believe, 6,000 if you're under the age of, under the age of 50. If you're over the age of 50, you can do 7,000 with the self-directed IRA. One of the great things about it is you actually have more flexibility as to how you want to use that 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 money so sometimes i have clients who are into stock options and they want to they don't want to realize those gains immediately so they they use the self-directed ira to invest in their in their um in, in the stock with stock options and not have to be not have to pay the taxes on those gains that they that they get so yeah retirement planning and there's like a, a whole bunch i mean you have SEP iras and a whole bunch of other things that you could do as far as relates to retirement
0: yeah so if you guys you know need to open up one of those accounts i know a pretty pretty decent um uh financial planning firm Guys, can holler at to to make that happen. I, I'll, I'll put a call in uh, to get, you to get-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do we have sound effects? Drop a money bag on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my
1: mic, my mic is crazy, so y'all need to get that, that soundboard. Like boom.
2: One of the things that you post, Mitch, is your ten tax. Commandments. I don't want to make you run through all of them, but tell us about, like, your favorite one or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just to, so just to give you guys some perspective, if you haven't seen it, yeah, I did a a rendition of Biggie's 10 Crack Commandments. Uh, I'm a I'm a, again, big hip hop fan and a fan of 10, ten the Biggie, well, just Biggie in general. So I decided to flip that and call it 10 Tax Commandments and kind of flip some of his words as it relates to taxes. And yeah, it's been getting a lot of positive feedback. I, it was a lot of fun to write it. I'm thinking about doing a music, a full out music video for it. I did a lyric video for it. So we'll, we'll see more to come and a, potentially a book. So that's an exclusive. I, I'm probably going to come out with the book with it for it uh, pretty soon. So that's, that's coming down. But yeah, as far as, as far as those 10, um, you know, for selfish purposes, I'll say number five, always rely on your CPA guy. <laughs> it would be one of them, but I think the one that I'm most proud of is, Number seven, where I say, uh, keep your business and your personal completely separated. Business and blood don't mix like politics with no tricks. Find your business serious risk. Oh,
0: <laughs> Just because I had like to- a complex bomb on them. Hey, boom. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, let's go, let's go.
2: that's one of my favorites of them, honestly, because I feel like that's the biggest thing when I'm talking to entrepreneurs as clients yeah you gotta keep your personal and your business separate
1: yeah i mean i i come across clients all the time and they're making like well over six figures all in their personal i'm just like
2: lord jesus <laughs> so
1: it, you it's,
2: don't want that smoke
1: yeah it's it's yeah. yeah you 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 pretty much one It's complicated from an account accounting perspective then you're opening yourself up for liability so somewhere comes to your company there's no separation between you and the business so they can come and sue you and take all your personal assets yeah. so no it's it's big and then also two, i was just like you know i was trying to keep it I wanted the wrap the, the to be accessible so I tried to keep it clean so that there was a lot of profanity in the original version of that 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 bar and I had to come up with some, some creative ways to 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 still make it sound good and you know make it work and make make sense. So yeah pretty much all those 10 are all facts. I mean there's it's, it's I, I tried to I spent a lot of time thinking and making sure that those those made sense. So
0: yeah. Gotcha. So I want to want to circle back real quick um on the investing piece because I had a question that came to mind and I'm I'm curious because uh, but a lot of the clients that Jack and I you know, work with and will be working with in 2021, you know, they're young. Like we're in this new era now, entrepreneurship and people get into this bag and like retirement, right? This concept of retirement is just is a little dated, right? In, in this in the traditional sense, right? It's more about that, like I said, that financial independence. And so my, my question is to someone who you know believes they're gonna be financially independent in their you know 30s, maybe early 40s or something like that. How would you recommend that they take advantage of some of the tax benefits that you can do when it comes to retirement, but, but still setting themselves up in a way where they'll still be able to leverage this capital so it's not tied up until, you know, until age 59 and a half, right? Because they're going to be financially independent long before then. Now, naturally, they are still going to need access to capital and resources during those years, but just giving more flexibility while still being able to take advantage of some of the tax benefits, uh, you know, that retirement accounts and things present.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say from, from that perspective, they'll probably need to consider a, a Roth then. So looking at doing like an after-tax contribution to a retirement account, that gives you some more flexibility as to how you can use that money, how you can use those funds. So again, the Roth would be good. Going back to that that self-directed, you could do a Roth IRA. And then again, you because you have more flexibility, you could actually use that as a vehicle to invest in real estate. So build up your real estate portfolio and then being able to take advantage of some of the the appreciation from the the um, the property, but then also still be able to collect that cash flow as well. So that's that's a really that's a, that's a unique way, or one well, not necessarily unique, but that's a that's a way that they can look into, especially if they're on that that fire movement. They want to you know, be super frugal and then, you know, retire early, which is, you know, you know, great to, to be able to do so. I think as far as if we're we're talking about retirement, that could be a good, because with the Roth, you do save money on it's uh, the growth is tax-free. So that does save you on
2: taxes. Yeah. I like you bringing up the point of the self-directed IRA. I feel like we don't talk about those a lot, Um, One of the reasons why we don't talk about those a lot is just because they can easily be disbarred. So it's easy to um, mess up, in a sense, your self-directed IRA. So the self-directed IRAs come with a lot of caveats. For example, I had a client. So I say this because going back to your point, Mitch, about you like following the guidelines, like the IRS is not who you want knocking at your door. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's important to follow the rules. So I had a client who had a self-directed IRA, ran real estate through it and felt like they could blur the guidelines as far as your stay, what's deductible, you know, how much you use it and, you know, ended up being caught, the self-directed IRA, right. Uh, becomes completely taxable if <laughs> if you get caught doing something illegal in there. So, you know, back to your point of following the rules, it's just important to know what you're jumping into with that self-directed IRA.
1: Yeah, I think knowing stuff up front is going to be key and then yeah, making sure that you run run things by, you know, your your money team really. And that money team is going to be your financial advisor, it's going to be your CPA, it's going to be your accountant, lawyer. So those people like you want to make sure you run that stuff by because yeah, they I mean, you you think about it, it is a pretty big benefit to be able to, you know, <laughs> invest, not have to pay taxes on it immediately. So with that, you know, they're going to want you to to follow and make sure you do things a certain way in order for you to do that. So, yeah. yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah.
2: That, that brought back something that uh, somebody was pressing us. We did a live one time, Mitch and I, and somebody was pressing us was like, wait, so basically if I get prosecuted by the IRS, like, Mitch, you're not responsible. Like you filed my taxes. And, you know, same goes with financial advising. Like we work with the information that you give us. So your tax return should reflect what you gave your CPA. You know, just like my financial plan that I provide to you reflects the information that you gave me. So I just it was just funny that I, you know, had that that random flashback of like, you know, it's important that we get accurate information. But if we don't get accurate information, you know, it's not necessarily our fault that, you know, things don't play out like you expect them to. Yeah,
1: 100 so, yeah, percent. It's just like it's just like the doctor, you know, just not not to go too, too far deep into that subject. But yeah, going to the doctor, you go to the doctor, you say you got issues with your body. And then you're not, you're leaving out the fact that, you know, you have past medical issues or, you know, you might have another issue going on. Like you're just leaving things out. So they're only going to use the information that's presented in front of them, your weight, your blood pressure, what you're telling them verbally. And they're like, okay, well, because you said, this is what you, this is your, this is the prescription. Right,
0: exactly. right, right. Mm-hmm. Not for sure, for sure. Um, So, you know, Brandon, you're um, tax elite, right? And, you know, you know, all the tips and tricks and the strategies, um, you're, you're, you're also an entrepreneur. And so, you know, in our show, we speak heavily to, you know, personal finance, but also, you know, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship is a catalyst, as we know, to building wealth. So my question for you is what are some of the, the lessons learned, biggest lessons learned in mistakes and uh, trials that you learned on your journey of entrepreneurship so far? And I say so far because I know we all have you more challenges and hiccups that we'll make as we continue to grow.
1: Yeah, I would say if if personally speaking and we kind of talked about this offline before we got into it but like really making sure that you're marketing and promoting your business I would say you know especially in our community I feel like we don't do the best job or we we don't feel the need to to spend and invest money in our business and it could be from a from a lack from a place of scarcity or Just not knowing, but like really as it relates to business, you do want to make sure that your business is known. And with me, I really took it upon myself to say, like, listen, I have this knowledge. I have this information. I have a duty literally to make sure that everyone (laughs) knows about this, knows who I am. Uh, You know, as, as you mentioned, you know, I post on a lot of big pages, right? And I look at the comments sometimes and I'm seeing the comments and people still are not not getting it. So there's just this huge gap of people and not really understanding what's allowable that you know, the people who, and it's not just the rich either. It's, it's, I, I, you know, there's a saying out there that says, you know, tax code is broken up into two systems, one for the rich, one for the poor. I believe the way it's broken down is for the enlightened and the ignorant. So if you know what to do with the taxes, then you can save money on that. So that's one thing is, You know, not really um, focusing and doing, not focusing on marketing enough. I would say probably another piece of that too is, you know, just really, just really making sure that you start delegating more too. So I think a lot of times when we first get into it, you know, we want to do everything ourselves. We don't, we, we don't we're not really open to trusting other people to, to work with us or partner with us. But I think, you know, delegating things out, kind of staying within your wheelhouse of expertise, passing on work to other people, all that kind of stuff, I think it is, plays a uh, crucial role in being successful with your business.
0: Nah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, what you talk about offline, I was telling them like, for one of my other businesses, uh, I waited almost two years uh, to start doing paid advertising. And it was a hefty financial mistake. I'll probably talk about it in detail in another episode. <laughs> Like it was a hefty financial mistake. So if you believe in yourself, if you believe that your product, if you feel, if you using another hip hop analogy, or just you know, like if you believe the product is good, you know, what I'm saying like you need to just tell everybody, right? You need right. to be in front of as many people as possible. If, if you believe you have that good that that blue magic, you know what I mean? Right. Um. You got to You got to get in front yeah. of everybody. And this is, and I think that might be like a subconscious block for people. It's like you say you want to eat, you say you want to like go to the next level, but it's like your your actions aren't aligning with that, right? So if you, right. that's the case, why wouldn't you get in front of you know enough people? right so i think that's the lesson that i'll a mistake that i'll never make again but yeah i think i made as well not shouting from the mountaintops about uh what i have to offer so
1: thanks yeah, yeah. everybody yeah. everybody eats b everybody everybody, eat.
2: everybody what
0: you mean you're not eating it right best double up
2: For me, it was uh, somebody said, you know, when I first got into financial planning was like, hey, you can be the best financial planner in the world. But if nobody knows that you're the best financial planner in the world, it's going to be really hard for you to build a book of business and have clients. And with that, I hopped on social media a few years ago because so I was not on social media. So hello, world.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, a, a quote that really resonated with me was it's uh, it's not the, the best who wins is the best known, period. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's facts. And fortunately, you know, fortunately, I could say, you know, I have the combination of both, but I'm going really hard and making sure like I'm the best known because that's what it comes down to. There's, like I've been doing this for many years, kind of I feel like kind of underground helping people. Have all these big wins? Not talking about, not talking about the the athletes or celebrities I have worked with, and just kind of keeping it to myself. And then I'm now I'm kind of on the point. Where I'm just like, right, you guys are about, you, hey, <laughs> you guys are about to know about this.
2: Hey, right. humble brag, you, you know, said, humble brag, humble
0: brag. <laughs> humble brag yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you know, I heard this other quote. It was like a hit song isn't made as marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like a hit song is marketing. And so it's like, what? Well, it's it's what you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. And so you just you just got another game. Like, it's not even like a jealousy or envy, envy thing, but like. We've all seen people in our industry, and you know it's like again not a hate thing, but it's like like I'm 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 low key better than them, you know what I'm saying? But it don't matter. It don't matter because they have the audacity to, to put themselves out there while you are resting on your laurels, laurels hoping someone clicks the link in your for the record. Click the link in your bio is not a marketing strategy. <laughs> click the link in my bio is not a you can do it as a supplement, as a supplement, but it is not a marketing strategy. If you're wondering why people are not beating down your door just because the link is in your bio, it's because it's not a marketing strategy.
2: I'm really laughing laughing because you guys may not know like George and I weren't as collaborative at first like there's a beginning of our relationship that didn't count with us (laughs) doing a podcast and things together so like when we we both had this uh, like, silent, like, uh, understanding of like, okay, this is another person in my field.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: might be kind of dope. Right. Like, mm, like, like, he might be on my level. So <laughs> I haven't, I haven't uh, mentioned it lately. But and Mitch, you don't know, because this is a new thing with George and I, but we've been going back and forth for who the coolest advisor is. So, uh, you know, George, is, <laughs> George is in the lead right now with that really dope video that he put out for Pocket Advisor. So, if you haven't yeah. seen it, go, you know, to his Instagram, watch it. So he's in the lead right now. I am going to be completely fair, completely honest. You know, when I'm in the lead, I, I expect uh, George to grace Hey, Hey, out. when, when, when so, if that
0: happens, I'll gladly oblige. if that
2: happens, I'll gladly
0: oblige. <when> And listen, I love
1: it. Well, I was going to I was going to make a comment, too. Yeah, I, I I love it. I've been I've been getting more collaborative, more part developing relationships. Um, I'm sure it's a, I think he's a mutual friend of ours, but Cofield, shout out to Cofield Carter. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah. communicate, we talk, we build like he, he literally texted me this morning, showing me like what he got going on. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's an abundant world. It's an abundant universe. Seven billion people out here. Um, everyone has their different lane. Everyone has their different personality. Yeah, we may know, you know, certain things that are the same, but at the end of the day, people are going to work with, you know what I mean, whoever they feel more connected to, whatever the case is, or like I said, the best known. So, you know what I mean, like <laughs> one of the yeah. two. So, yes, I'm not, well, brushing is key. Yeah, well, Absolutely. you're
2: doing a good job of being well known. So for people who are interested in working with you and they're like, hey, I saw this guy. He's cool. He knows what he's talking about. I'm ready to sign up for him. What is that process like from them saying, hey, here's my information. I'm ready to go. Like, What does that whole process look like?
1: Yeah. So right now at the time of this recording and it could evolve, it could change. But right now, if you want to go ahead and, and book a consult with me right now, I'm doing paid consults. As you can imagine, with the growth and everything, I just can't I can't do any free calls. And my my wife, I'm I'm married, too. So my wife has been kind of getting on me about taking calls and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, you got to pay, but really whatever you whatever you end up paying, that's going to be towards the whatever services that we decide to work on, whether that's tax planning, also provide outsourced CFO services, you know, whatever the case is, whatever we decide to do, that will be contributed. You can go ahead and go to Group.com. So that's V-A-L-B-R-U-N group.com. So you can go ahead and uh, click on there. That's going to have all the information that you need. You should find something in there that will allow you to book time on my calendar. And yeah, that's, and we'll, we'll take it from
0: there. Dope, dope. And also, as of this recording, uh, you know, we have formed a, a partnership and collaboration. So, all of our entrepreneur clients, um, or clients in general who need tax planning, uh, he will be our go to um tax planner. So, guys, I know you just heard all of his strategies or some of them. Just just... yeah, hey, to- that needs a flex bomb. <laughs> Where's that? That's a flex bomb. You're no, no, gonna do a post
1: production,
0: you're gonna do a post production, <laughs> enjoy the post production. Angie, you hear that? We need the flex bomb, but um, but yeah, so Mitch is gonna be, uh, I would say to see. Get a little workout good, in today. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, Mitch is going to be uh, working with our clients. And so, if you need, if you're already thinking about working with Capital Wise and you're on the fence, uh, maybe this will push you over to know that you, we have a dedicated resource from a tax planning perspective. Um, and so, yeah, so super excited about that. And um, you know, this is the Uncensored podcast. And so, you know, the question that we always like to ask when we end, end the show is, you know, what does living life uncensored mean to you? Or you can just say, like, what is one uncensored, you know, kind of gym that you want to leave with? The audience, whatever tip was your voice?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll leave a, an, another rap quote. Uh, this is gonna be from YFN Lucci, um, <laughs> for the song Heartless. But it, it, was, it was a yes, yeah, it, it was a dope intro. But, you know, he says, you know, the, my mom, he said, my mom taught me the difference between notoriety and fame. Fame is when people know your name. Notoriety is when people know your work. You know, when when it's all said and done, you know, I want to be known for the work that I've done in the world. You know, the people that I've helped You know right now, you know, there's a lot of talk with tax planning and taxes. But, you know, I'm, long term, I'm looking to to build on that and really just help people have a financial transformation, however that looks like. So, yeah, all about notoriety that leaves a legacy. So that's what I'm about, y'all. Leave a legacy. Do good work. Appreciate y'all.
0: Thank you. Oh, dope, dope. Well, Mitch, we appreciate you for coming on. It was a, it was a fun time. I mean, I, I think, honestly, Jacqueline, from a, I don't want a, other guests to feel bad. But since we've been doing podcasts uh, together, I feel like that's probably one of the more organic and fun uh, episodes that we've done um, with, with the guests. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I secretly snuck that in there like that's what I've been going for because you know you and I are getting more acquainted as interviewers mm-hmm. so you know Mitch did you have a good time?
1: Oh I had a great time I mean it's it's almost like catching up with friends I know I've been communicating with y'all for a while now so yeah it's just you know what I'm saying it's it's all love it's good it's fun so yeah it's yeah. just catching up
0: Yeah because I love that C- Cofield actually texted me this morning so, you know I'm, I'm the one that got him into the digital world I was impressed because he had this goal of He's building, his firm, building his firm building his farm. and uh, I was like bro you over me. like you owe me five percent <laughs> what you thinking about like anybody that I know that, that that cares about time freedom I'm like you getting into this digital world because yeah yeah we love working with clients and, and it's great but the, the thing I always say is like at the end of the day as advisors as experts whatever you want to call yourself we have to lead the lives of the people we're trying to help serve as well right we can't just be you know I think David Shan said it best like serve but don't be a servant you know what I mean mm. like you know at the end of the day we got to live we got to have we have to be free as well and so I'm just an advocate of packaging that knowledge. Up yeah. and, um, and being able to serve people. So, kudos to you. You got the book. I know you got courses, I think, coming this year as well. Yeah. Um, so, one thing I will say, it's the top of the year. And he kind of slid it in there, but I know the language because I know what it looks like for me. As of this recording, this is how you can touch. There, there might be a continued buffer, right? Whether it's somebody from his team or the price going up uh, to where it might not you know, make sense. So, like, y'all, if, you, if this podcast was valuable, if you know you need tax planning, you know you need an expert to kick the year off, right? uh, <coughs> Tap in as soon as you can because you know the, the, the price might go up or you might not have the opportunity don't loathe. so thanks right. again man for hopping
1: well, on forgot, we got one more plug too I forgot I, I completely completely see my mind I do have a course so Tax Wealth 101. on one Tax Wealth 101 on one is kind of my, my go-to course it's a it's an introductory course and it's, it's really an advanced course honestly because the, the the amount of game and information I give you in that program is phenomenal but basically I help you save you know digitally how to save ten thousand to hundred thousand dollars in taxes we break down legal entities you know creating generational wealth with taxes. So just a whole bunch of game, very affordable. And going back to that point of, you know, with the digital courses, I love it because it's 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 broadening my my impact. Like right. there's people that I'm working with literally changing their lives. I don't even know their names, but because of the content, because of the information that they're getting from the course, I just look up, I see the reviews coming through. I'm just like, wow, I'd even talk to this person and they're getting some good information. So definitely tap into that. It's great information and you guys are going to love it.
0: Game changer. Nah, awesome. Well, I love it, man. I ain't- and also, you heard it first. We're gonna have him you know, do a drop-in class, a uh, pocket advisor as well. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm get him on the schedule. But man, we appreciate you, man. Looking forward to the multi-layered collaboration uh, this year. More abundance, more blessings, and all, everything in between. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of the Uncensored Show. Take at least one thing you heard today and apply it to your life immediately so that you can become one step closer to living a more meaningful and fulfilling life and aligning your resources to what matters most to you. Remember, money is just a resource to fuel your journey. The question is, what's yours?